Well, good evening, everybody. For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Tyler Hagerman. I'm the, I'm the minister of this movement. And for the past few weeks, last week we, last couple weeks we had to take, uh, had to take off. We had a, a night of worship um, last Tuesday, our, our, our Thanksgiving service, and it was awesome. If you weren't there, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, but before that point, we had been, we have been in uh, in a place of, of discussing the importance of resting in the presence of God, of making Him your dwelling place, of of making Jesus your address. But there's something that that I kind of realized a little bit this uh, this past week, that while I've I've been placing so much importance on making him your dwelling place, of, of getting in the presence. I haven't really done a teaching on how to actually get there. So tonight is, is a really good night for you all to be here because it is the, the launch of a brand new series called The Approach. And basically what this series, my, my goal for this series anyway, when, when I had been praying and, and thinking about this, meditating on this, Is it something that we will hopefully learn from this? Is how to get in the presence of God. And I, I want to make a, a, a very broad disclaimer right now. I'm not suggesting through, through this series that there is a specific process of, of pushing the right buttons and twisting the, the right knobs and pulling the right levers in order to have this exchange with God. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that we are made in the image of God. And oftentimes, if you want to have a proper dialogue with somebody, you have to approach them correctly. If you approach somebody, I'm going to be a little bit personal right here. I like to be vulnerable when I can. Um, if somebody approaches me and they, they start accusing and they start just grilling my bacon... And I love bacon, so probably a bad choice of words. But they just start criticizing, and, and, and they, start, they start off the conversation incorrectly. They haven't approached me the right way. As far as me, a person, a man, I tend to go into self-preservation mode and kind of build up this wall. Okay, I'm done. You didn't approach me the right way. I'm shutting that down. I'm, I'm not listening because I'm... I'm my flesh is getting involved, and I don't want to get angry right here. That's me. Fortunately, we serve a God who doesn't deal with flesh. But at the same time, he has given us the right procedure to approach him. And he did this through the design and the layout of the tabernacle and through the temple. And there are... Just, just some, this is some basic foundational stuff before we actually get into the, the series. Um, there are four main aspects of the tabernacle or the temple. There is, uh, there's the gate, there's the outer court, there's the inner court, and then there's the Holy of Holies. So tonight is part one of the approach, gates of thanksgiving. And so... Part one and part two of, uh, of this series 
is based, or at least is rooted, in a particular verse. If you could, if you have your Bibles with you, turn to Psalms 100, verse 4. Give you all just a second for that. I'm going to, generally, the, the way that I like to I like to deliver the word is I like to go to several different places. So if you can't keep up with me, I'm sorry. Um, But I like to just touch on a few different things. So Psalm 100 verse 4, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Right there from the start, it tells us the first step in how to approach God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. And something that I wanted to save this part for the the end of this message, but I just feel impressed to to go into it now. Um, Everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus. Everything is, is a type and shadow of what was to come. And still what is to come. So had said that, I'm going to touch on uh, John uh, 10, verse 9. This is Jesus talking. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. John 10, 1. Says anyone who does not enter by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. I just want you all to, to seal on that for just a little while. I'm going to get back over to, to where I need to be right now. So, right from the start, he has given us the first step in how to approach him correctly it's entering the gate with thanksgiving. And so, basically, something that I want to transition into as far as the thought process through this. No matter what your circumstance is, your circumstance should never set the tone of your worship, but rather your worship should set the tone for your circumstance. There is a, uh, an example, in, a couple examples in Scripture that I want to... Uh, I want to go into right now. And if we could, uh, we're going to go over to Jonah chapter 2, uh, verse 9. At this point in, in, in the book of Jonah, he has already been thrown off the boat, swallowed by the, uh, the great fish, does not say well, it says great fish, which when literally translated actually means sea monster, which is kind of interesting, but I'm not going to go there. So verse 9, it's... Up until this point, it's this wonderful psalm. Really, it's almost kind of like a lamentation of, I've, I was here, you brought me to the, the depths of Sheol. And before he ever gets out of his situation, let's look at what he says. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving, that which I have vowed I will pay. Salvation is from the Lord. Verse 10 says, Then the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited up Jonah to dry land.
You should never let your circumstance dictate what your worship is like, but rather let your worship dictate your circumstance. He didn't wait for him to be vomited up before he started thanking God for his deliverance. He thanked God for his deliverance while he was still in his situation. He thanked God for being rescued and being saved and having salvation before he ever saw the fruit of it. Before he ever experienced the goodness of God, he thanked God for the goodness of God. Another example that that I want to hit on just for a moment is in Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 28. This has been a very popular passage here at Park West for the past couple weeks. Um, Most of us know it as the verses of communion. But there's something that's, that, that just the past couple weeks that God has just been hitting hitting hard in my spirit. And I'm going to read this, and we're going to dive into it. And while they were eating, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks for it. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. There's, There's something that just keeps on just jumping off the page at me. He thanks God for the bread, for the body, for his body. And then he breaks the bread. Basically, he was thanking God for the torment, for the torture that he was about to endure. And then he started the process of it all happening by breaking the bread himself. By going there in his mind and saying, I choose to do this. I thank you for this opportunity for me to do it, for me to be the sacrifice. So let me start the process. That's something that just has been wrecking me the past few weeks. This idea... that Jesus, the gate, is modeling, obviously, always this principle of living in a place of thanksgiving. And when you live in this place of being thankful for God in every situation, that allows you to be in a place where you can approach God all the time. Again, I'm not saying that there is a specific formula to this. That there's a formula to get in the presence of God, but I am saying there is a right approach. There is a a correct way that we can approach God with confidence, but with humility. And that is in simply thanking Him. No matter the circumstance. Something that is is going to be talked about a lot during the course of this series, at least in passing, is, is the power 
of our worship. And just, uh, I love when this happens, when I get off my notes. I just feel led to go here right now. As far as not, not letting your circumstance dictate your worship, or rather let your worship dictate your circumstance. There's another example that, that I want to just throw out there real quick. And that's when Stephen was about to be stoned. He was about to be executed for his faith, the, the first martyr of Christianity. After the whole process of, of worship, of proclaiming the name of Jesus, as he was about to die, he said something that, that just keeps on sticking out to me. Because Scripture says that, that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of Father for, forever interceding for us. But this is the one case in Scripture where it actually says that Jesus stands. Right after this worship with his life, or in the process of this, he lifts his eyes and sees something. And he says, Behold, I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of power. Something that we're going to get to a lot in this series is that if you want God to stand up in your situation, we have to get to a place where we know how to praise Him and we know how to get in His presence. If we don't know how to get in the presence of God, there's, we really have no hope as far as enduring long seasons of, of testing, of enduring battles, of, of enduring attacks from the enemy. The only way that we can survive that spiritually is by getting in the presence of God. And the first step is by entering his thanks, his gates with thanksgiving. To get back over to the, uh, to the point I was making earlier as far as everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus, we have already established that Jesus is the gate and that nobody goes to the Father but by Jesus. So thanks, you cannot get to the Father but by thanksgiving by the gate. Anyone who does not enter by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. So basically, this is, I promise I'm closing. As far as a principle of the kingdom, the only way you can enter into the presence of God is through the gate, which is Jesus. And the gate must be entered with thanksgiving. Any other approach is illegal in the kingdom. When you look at every single praise, every single prayer in the Bible, thanks is always being lifted up. Father, I thank you 
I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for allowing us for having this opportunity to, to gather together, something that so many of us take for granted. I ask that you would let this word take seed in our lives and take root in our lives. Help us to seal on this for the next couple days. Help us to have a revelation of just how important your presence is in our lives and just how important it is to approach you in the right way. That way we can even get in your presence. I thank you, Lord. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name, amen.